0: And I'm Dan Friedel.
1: This is VOA News in Washington. I'm Jeff Custer. U.S. officials told the Associated Press Saturday Israel has basically signed on to a Gaza ceasefire deal, and the onus is now on Hamas to agree to the terms. The two sides have reportedly been negotiating through mediators in Cairo and are scheduled to resume Sunday. Speaking at the White House Friday, U.S. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said the deal currently on the table would trigger a six-week ceasefire that would include the release of most, if not all, Israeli hostages.
0: With the fighting stopped, aid will be able to flow more freely uh, and, we hope, at an increased level. And of course, the hostages, starting with women, the elderly, and the wounded, can be released in stages and returned to their families.
1: U.S. officials on Saturday also confirmed three U.S. Air Force cargo planes dropped 66 bundles containing about 38,000 meals into Gaza. The airdrop is expected to be the first of many announced by U.S. President Joe Biden on Friday. As Associated Press correspondent Mimi Montgomery reports, the drops come as the humanitarian situation in Gaza is dire.
0: As the U.S. begins airdropping aid to Gaza, it comes as the chaos punctuated by heavy Israeli fire that killed 115 Palestinians trying to get food from an aid convoy highlights the desperation of people trying to survive. A U.N. team recently visited a hospital meeting those who were injured while waiting for life-saving aid. U.N. official Georgios Petropoulos describes the situation.
1: We have seen children as young as 12 that were injured yesterday. Uh, these events cannot be allowed to go on. Uh, we need to have safe, secure passage Al Gaza to reach the people that need humanitarian aid.
0: Palestinians are particularly struggling to survive in the hard-hit north. International aid officials say the region is devastated by catastrophic hunger, with one in six children suffering urgent malnutrition. I'm Mimi Montgomery.
1: This is VOA News. A group with 31 members of the U.S. Congress recently signed a letter to President Joe Biden and Secretary of State Antony Blinken urging them not to recognize a new government in Pakistan until an investigation into allegations of election interference have been conducted. Independent reports from Pakistan include the arrests of political leaders and activists leading up to the February 8th election, the blocking of mobile phone service on election day, violence, and an unusual delay in issuing the election results all led to accusations that the vote was rigged. Author of the letter, U.S.-Texas Democratic Congressman Greg Kassar spoke with VOA's Urdu service and insisted the action is not about meddling in Pakistan's politics, but about human rights.
0: The United States sends significant military aid to Pakistan and to other countries. And we have very clear laws that that aid is contingent on human rights being respected, free speech being respected. We do not want United States taxpayer dollars to go to militaries that then use that money to incarcerate journalists or suppress free speech or suppress political parties.
1: The U.S. presidential election season continues Saturday with Republicans choosing delegates in several states. AP correspondent Julie Walker reports.
2: More delegates are up for grabs Saturday as former President Trump looks to get closer to clinching the Republican nomination and former two-time South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley seeks her first win. Trump is expected to add to his delegate lead in Republican caucuses in Idaho and Missouri as well as a party convention in Michigan. There are no Democratic contests on Saturday. That comes in May. On Sunday, the GOP caucuses in Washington, D.C., and then comes Super Tuesday, the largest day of voting of the year outside of the November election. Trump is on track to lock up the nomination days later. I'm Julie Walker.
1: Officials at Brown University's School of Public Health Pandemic Center said the new CDC guidelines dropping COVID-19 isolation from five days to 24 hours raises some concerns. Associated Press Correspondent Sagar Magani reports. Director Jennifer Nuzzo says the science has not changed as to how long people with COVID-19 are contagious. While Nuzzo understands the rationale for changing the guidelines, she fears they'll put pressure on those who test positive.
2: My biggest worry in all of this is that employers will take this changing guidance to uh, require employees to come back to work after they've discovered that they're infected before they are ready to, before uh, they feel well enough to do that, and um, before they are not likely to pose harm to their coworkers.
1: I'm Sagar Megani. In Washington, I'm Jeff Custer. This is VOA News.